Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Slide those earbuds in. You're listening to This Feels Terrible, uh, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Um, this is a guest episode. It's uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and we've uh, we've we've taken some time. I wouldn't say that we've taken time off from uh, the normal episodes. Uh, it's just that uh, our dates with Dustin series ended up taking much longer than we had anticipated. Uh, we've continued to record. We have a ton of great, uh, this feels terrible guest episodes on their way, including this one this week on the show. This shows the, this episode's a little unique. Um, my guest on the show this week is, uh, an old dear, friend of mine um one of my favorite people on the planet makes me laugh almost more than anyone else if not more than anyone else um his name is chris kelly he is a writer on saturday night live he's also been a writer for uh the onion and for funny or die also we wrote some summer camp musicals together if you are familiar with those perhaps you've seen jutastic Maybe you've, uh, maybe you, you caught our production of Joseph and the Musing Technicolor Dreamcoat at, uh, at a camp in Maine. Uh, anyway, any way that you know him is, is fine. Um, so this episode, this is, if this is, if this is your introduction to the podcast, it's a, this is a little bit different than other episodes because we spend a lot of time just, uh, reminiscing and, telling stories together, which is what we usually do when we see each other. He lives in New York, obviously, and I live in Los Angeles. Um, so you're going to hear, you're going to hear a lot of, uh, old stories. Um, I met Chris when I was 17 years old and we've, we've remained, uh, good friends. He, I think he was around for the first time I got very drunk. Um, he saw me lose uh, $200 on the streets of Vegas when I was 17. Um, and we worked at a summer camp together. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you'd like to, after this episode, if you'd like to see what uh, summer camp Aaron McGathy and Chris Kelly looked like, I found a picture and I, I'm posting it on the Tumblr. So check out This Feels Terrible, the This Feels Terrible Tumblr. Um, yeah. So that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Here's the interview. So I went on. I went on a bunch of dates with. I went on like three dates with one person when I lived in LA. A couple. I, I lived in LA like two years ago. Yeah. And um, the I I was like 
very like not cocky but it was very just like I've been on so many dates like I know what dates are like I know how to be like charming on a first date I will be great I've like mastered this and I went on a date with this guy and he was so nice and I thought we were getting dinner but we weren't getting dinner we were just getting drinks so mm-hmm. I came like so starving like I had like forgotten to eat lunch and so I was like it doesn't matter because I'm having like a dinner date and it was like at nine and so that's like kind of when you eat dinner in new york but like he had right. eaten at like six or something yeah and so we got there. run around the reservoir and yeah had, had a sensible dinner yeah 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 exactly <laughs> um and we got there and he was like no 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 we're not we're not eating and i was like oh cool no big deal and then i got so drunk and then when i got <laughs> get drunk i get like performy like i was just like i'd been on so many dates so i was just like king of the world and just like talking <laughs> and laughing and like so confident and did you have regular stories that you told on dates oh for sure for sure <laughs> um also this is or should i go off into a really tragic side note yes oh no is um, he dead? no no he's not dead okay. now but speaking of this is an awful thing to say on a podcast so i also went on a series of dates after my mother passed away yeah and i always did a weird thing where i would like subtly but not obviously drop that information to see how they would deal with it. But like, it was one of those weird things where I like didn't mean to, but then I right. think maybe I meant to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I would, I don't know if like, or I, I found myself one it time. It seems like something that, you would do. Yeah. I was one just would like do curious. I was like, yeah. and I'd been on enough dates that I would like start fucking with the date. So like, I wanted to know like what they would do in this situation. I was like, I'm never gonna see this guy again. Let's see how he responds to this. Right. But it started off small where they would be like, when you know you'd be like so what do your parents do and they would say and they're like what do your parents do and i'd say well like my dad's a principal and my mother um was a teacher and just see if she they're like what does she do now and i'm like oh, ask geez. ask what she does now and then like as it went on i would say i would like put a more dramatic pause and like and my mother she was a teacher like i would just and now push. she fluffs she was, clouds in heaven yeah i would just like push more and more <laughs> and to like make it like more and more obvious on dates it was literally did like, anyone ever get mad and say like why don't you just lead with that <laughs> <laughs> no one ever got mad and i wasn't even like sad about it i just like liked picking i liked like i liked the idea of like seeing what right. someone would do in that situation because i just like <laughs> didn't treat any of these people like human beings and so like after this whole like i went on 30 days saying the like ending thing I learned was that I'm a monster and I was the problem but that's yeah. what I would do I would always like I would always subtly bring it up side note I wonder uh before you get back to that story I wonder what that is because I know what you're talking about like when you're going on so many dates you just assume and it's probably it comes back to, back to like a self-hate thing but you just assume like well the, you know they don't give a shit they're not a real person they're gonna go yeah. back to like some container somewhere yeah. until another date happens <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally I realized I was such a horrible person I really like thought it was like a Seinfeld thing I was like he's a guest star tonight then he just <laughs> disappears <laughs> oh, <man>. so you <laughs> so you <laughs> god I'm the least endearing person you've ever had on this um oh so don't worry I- I'll, I'll talk you up in the intro <laughs> <laughs> um but then so we went on this date and he was so he was like such a nice person but i got so drunk and you were and at a, getting, a like, wine bar performing. Right? we were in a wine bar in los Feliz, and we were i was so drunk and I went to the bathroom because I had to pee. And then I came back. And as soon as I sat back down, I was like, well, now I have to puke. Like, I, I'm so drunk. And he had, like, right when I came back, he, like, bought us another round of drinks. And I was like, well, I have to keep drinking for some reason. I was like, I can't, like, not keep drinking because it, yeah. it, it feels weird or something. And so I was like, but I have to barf. And I can feel it, like, coming up my throat. Like, when I would talk, I would just, like... I got to swallow it back down and like would just like be holding it like in my cheeks. Aww. And I was like, but I can't go to the bathroom again because I just 
peed. So like it will be obvious what's happening or weird. And so like I went for so long, just I would like try to ask him a question that had the longest answer so I could just really breathe and focus on just like swallowing it down. And then finally, I was like, I'm such a weirdo. I don't know what's wrong. My kid, and I, I got small, small bladder or whatever. I got to go to the bathroom. And I did like such, so I did much worse s- than such that. banter to get out of there. I was like, well, I'm crazy. And I did like a minute what of stand up on that bathrooms. Mine. Yeah. And then like backed away to the bathroom. And as I like ran to the bathroom, I like closed the bathroom door, but like closed it so fast. Like my face was close to the door and barfed so hard on the door but my face was still close to it so it like literally like bounced off the door and just like I puked all over my face but like bent over in time so I didn't get on any of my clothes and just like barfed all over the floor everywhere I had it in my face on my hands and I was just like so then I was like in there trying to clean up like all the puke off the ground but was like I can't spend too much time cleaning it up because I have to go back to the date but I also don't want to like leave that in this bathroom but I did. So some wine bar in Los Feliz. I'm sorry. And then barfed again. I think I puked for a while. Like it was really, I was really drunk, but I don't know what I was barfing up because I hadn't eaten all day. Yeah. And then I was like really worried because the date was like going well enough that I was like, maybe he will like just give me a kiss goodnight. Like not like a makeout session, but like right. I was like, I need to get out of there, but I'm worried he'll say like goodbye and kiss me. And my breath is going to taste like puke. And I like didn't know what to do and I didn't have a mint. So I like... Um, put my mouth under like a hand soap dispenser and I like gargled with hand soap. But then that made me like puke a little bit more. <laughs> and so it was so I gross. I didn't realize that it was attached to the wall. Yeah, it was like on the wall hand thing. I just like so put my sad. mouth under it and it was like, like a little rabbit water. And I was just like putting it in and like rubbing it on my teeth and gums and like trying to like make it taste better. But then that would like make me gag. So then I like puked back up like soapy barf and then it was so bad. And then I went back out as if I was like brand spanking new. And like in my mind, I came out looking like a star again and I was clean, but I'm sure I like smelled sour or like I was like damp. (laughs) It was just not great. And then the date ended pretty quickly after that. He was just sort of like, all right, well, and I think I was like, maybe I have like a chunk somewhere that I missed. I was like, I don't know why it's ending now, but sure. And then he did give me a quick little kiss and it didn't seem, I think I got away with it, but. I felt so bad and I never, did I ever see, I don't think I ever saw him again. Oh, maybe he's dead. Maybe he's dead. No, a friend of mine has dated him. Oh. Yeah. Where, uh, where did you meet all these guys when you're going out with uh, all of these guys? Rand, either like through friends, like I did online dating for a little bit as like a way to like meet people quicker or something like that. And mm-hmm. also I was just very like, I didn't want to like, um, like necessarily like date comedians or anything like that. I was like right. specifically like on a. I was like, really didn't want to date anybody that did comedy. Like I wanted to just, yeah, I, for some reason I was like turned off by that idea. And so like that, mm. that I did online dating for a little bit just to like specifically meet other people like that. Right. And then sometimes you'd be like a friend of a friend being like, you should meet so-and-so. I feel like you've probably told all of your horrible dating stories by this point, but I feel like I, uh, no, I wanted to I ask don't, you one that I don't know, not. but cause I feel like I would know a bunch from like before when we were like hang out all the time and go to summer camp together yeah <laughs> we worked at a summer camp for two we summers did. we worked at summer camp for two summers yeah yeah and i i usually had a boyfriend at home and I then <laughs> well i mean and then nothing but i mean usually those relationships were fading which is why i was yeah, yeah. at a summer camp you dated someone that worked in the kitchen at camp oh yeah that's right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I had a big crush on uh, one of the guys who worked on the, in the kitchen and then called my boyfriend and broke up with him and told him it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and then immediately started 
dating uh, this other guy in the kitchen. Were you there that summer? No. Yeah. Oh, you were? Yeah, I was there that summer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can only picture the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you brought your boyfriend to camp. We can say his name, right? Yeah, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. What? When did I bring him to camp? Oh, yeah. Well, he was there. He was there the first summer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And no one... It was like, a, it was a, can you talk about like how it was a secret? I mean, how, how old were how we old then? Was yeah. You were, I mean, you're, you're a year younger year, than me, but right. I, I wasn't 21. I was like 20, I Weird. think. Yeah, I was 20. Wow. But me and my boyfriend came, we did, you and I did theater. Yeah. We're like theater directors and did the plays. And then he was the tennis instructor. Right. And like on our nights off, he and I would like sneak up into like, there was like a literal tree house. <laughs> and we would sneak up there and fool around. Or like, or we would also have sex sets. on like, well, that was one time. One time we had sex on the stage of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Right. The night before the play opened. And <laughs> a guard came in and turned a flashlight on us. And I said, I'm the director. I can do this. And he left. He left me alone. He left me alone. Years later, I saw Mark, who was the head of the camp. And he was like, we know what you did. <laughs> Do you remember the time that we, you and I were like swimming in the swimming yeah, pool? Yeah, that was like a summer we went back to visit, right? Or maybe I came back to visit when you were still there, but I was Yes, wasn't yeah. I think so. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I missed a year. summer. Yeah, I w- went back another year. Yeah. Yeah, I did I did one more year and I and like you were visiting and we had a night off and you and I were just like swimming in the pool, which and would seem caught. very like romantic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the guard came by and... Uh, I, I, do you remember like he came by and was like you two get out of the pool and we we're like there's nothing happening here there's nothing happening there's, like, and we're so like you know. good, good we're good we're some of the good counselors so you can you can <laughs> yeah. let us be and they were like yeah. no 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 yeah no you guys get out of here oh but, but you you and kevin were like hiding your relationship for that summer for most I guess of it sort of. i don't know why i think we were still like worried that people would be homophobic or something or yeah i, don't know what I thought people knew like my my campers knew. Like I think they asked me once, and I told them. I th- but I think it was like a very towards the end camp. of yeah. the summer. Yeah, like it was a you, that that was a big deal. Sort of, you guys yeah. keeping it a secret. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, I remember the uh, the head boys counselor. Like I, I feel like it was halfway through the summer, but who knows? I mean, it was such a long time ago. I feel like he like pulled me aside at one point. And he was like, "Hey, so Chris and Kevin." Um, yeah. And I was like, uh, what are you asking? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it made me feel very cool that I, I was in on the, on the I mean, secret. that was back in the early 2000s when, like, it was a whole different culture for gays. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> uh, but that was also hard because the camp really held you up on its shoulders. And Kevin was, like, the tennis instructor. But <laughs> we were, like, the drama counselors. And everyone's like, you guys are so funny. And, you and that was 2004. Heroes. That was, like, almost a decade ago. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I remember uh, we were talking about like bad dating stories. Aside from that kitchen incident, I've never talked about this on the podcast before, and I don't know if it makes a good story, but um, it's definitely one of my most embarrassing moments. Like I had broken up with a boyfriend and I had a big crush on like one of the soccer counselors. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like I, re- I really thought that uh, that he liked me too and I was really throwing myself at him like I was inviting him up to the <laughs> up to the treehouse and I was like oh this is going really well weird he's not making a move but I mean I guess he just wants to wait for a wedding night or something like I had a huge crush on him and you came to visit and you were there for a week and you're like Aaron uh you're embarrassing yourself. you need to stop this you need to stop <laughs> You're like, the impression you're making is permeating throughout all of camp and everyone is turning on you. <laughs> I came to visit for like a day and a half and I was like, Aaron, here's the situation. 
<laughs> this is going in every direction, the opposite of what you're th- how you're thinking it's going. <laughs> yeah, because like nothing ever happened with it. No, no. Well, no. <laughs> he really didn't like me. But I like, and then yeah, the he... second that you told me, I remember like we were at like Cherry Orchard Beach or something, uh-huh. <laughs> and you like I remember the, like the sun being really bright and I can smell <laughs> suntan lotion <laughs> and you saying hey this whole um Adam situation uh and I was like yeah like we'll, we'll see what happens who knows <laughs> it's like it's terrible it's doesn't exist it's not a situation um you're, it's, you're uh, a one woman just spinning around alone <laughs> <laughs> you said that I had this flash of images <laughs> like, like all makes sense like the end of a movie yes. <laughs> like us, us riding to go pick up kids from a field trip and me touching his leg and him be, and, and him saying stop and <laughs> scenes of you being like Adam do you like me and him being like no way like all of those came flooding back because my sister was a counselor that year yeah and, and she, I remember like yeah. asking her about it and she's like no I don't think that's a thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh. Uh, I don't know why I like that guy so much he was like a cute, nice guy. Yeah, he was a cute, nice guy. He was one of those guys that like when he put on glasses, then he like, he seemed like a different person. I don't know why mm-hmm. that's like a big appealing thing. Ugh, he so was incognito. He was trying to disguise himself every time he put those glasses on. <laughs> he would see you in a put on glasses and it had like a mustache, and, like a hat attached to it. <laughs> or like there was a night off where somehow like he had, oh God, this is so embarrassing. He had said, um... He had said, like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to stay in tonight because I'm really tired. I just want to be by myself and everyone is going out. And I was like, yeah, me too. Oh, <laughs> and I like I catch your signals, Adam. <laughs> so, oh, God. Stayed back. And I was like, hey, like, I'm going to watch. Um, it was comedian, the Jerry Seinfeld uh-huh. movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, into comedy. I'm going to watch this movie up in the treehouse if you want to watch it with me. And I'm sure it was like begrudgingly like, I have no excuse to say yeah. no. Oh. Yeah, sure. And so we went up there and it was, he, uh, he was sitting on the couch and I would like sit up on the couch with him. And then he would be like, I'd, I feel better on the floor. I would be like, yeah, me too. Like, oh like literally so nothing happened. There was no, literally, <laughs> literally nothing, <laughs> literally no kiss, literally nothing, literally oh left before the, that movie was over <laughs> to like go back to his bunk to be by himself. <laughs> like, he chose just aloneness instead. Yes. Really, really did not like like live in a bubble. So you just those are all the people you have to choose from. So you just. Yeah. Those are your choices. Yeah. And then you just just, you're like, well, maybe I'll marry one of them one day or like, this is what my life will be like. These (laughs) these will be my friends now. And then you get back from camp and you're like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's, really like when you when you just see the same 200 people your mind just decides well these are the last people on the yeah. planet and there will never be yeah. anyone else well it was even like when we would work on those plays together we did like joseph and the amazing technical color dream coat we did mm-hmm. like peter pan yeah and then other random plays but I we, we wrote a we wrote a like a, a variety thing called jutastic called jutastic and accidentally painted the set nazi colors <laughs> i remember mark yeah. Lipop being like hey real great play just you do know you used only Nazi colors, right? And we were like, nope, I don't know. A fully red and black set. And- <laughs> Jutastic exclamation point. <laughs> Whoops, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> but I remember, Chris, neither Chris or I are, are Jewish, not no, remotely Jewish. Yeah. But, but, but like going along with like the, with the only options you can date are the people there. Like camp was such a bubble that we would like be so stressed out about that play. We would be, I'd be like painting yeah. the set for Joseph, being like, "We've got to paint this blue. It's got to dry in time for tonight's show." And it's like, yeah. does not matter. I mean, it mattered because it was like important to the kids. So I'm not like, yeah. But it was so. We took it I mean, very really, seriously. You t- I took it as seriously as like any job I've had since in yeah. like, the real world. You just get so wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing do you remember this little boy the little gay boy who wanted to make his own costume for Peter Pan um I loved him so much I don't know if this will jog your memory he his name was I forget what and maybe it's not important to say a little child's name I'm calling gay on this podcast was it Alex no. no there was like another kid who was so adorable he was really like soft spoken and he was a lost boy and I remember that he wanted <laughs> but what was his part in the show <laughs> <laughs> he was playing himself. <laughs> but Just he, wandering through the... <clears throat> but he, there was a last way. Okay. He, like, wanted to, like, make his own hat, yes, I remember. Yes, yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yes. And, and his I name think, was, like, Percival or something it was, like that. It was Percival. <laughs> and I think you were like, yes, you can make it. You can use, like, anything you want in the back. Just, like, don't really show it to us before the show. We were just, like, go at it. Like, kind of thought it'd be funny to just... it Because all the Lost Boys had just, like, tattered green costumes. Yeah. And then he had a beautiful hat <laughs> that he made for himself for the show. And it was clear that he... He was gay. He was like eight. Yeah. But it had like beads on it and like, like, like just, it was so (laughs) So sparkly. And he was like just a real, real kind of fancy lost boy. And he'd have to like hold his hat with one hand because it was so covered in beads. Like during the choreography, he would have to like hold it. Oh, I hope he's happy. (laughs) He's probably like 20 now. He's probably like 18 now. (laughs) That's how long ago that was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was a, what a time. Oh my God. One of my favorite, uh, of our camp nights or favorite nights to think of. I know, I know you've talked about this before is the night that we went camping. Oh my God. It was like, it was like the very beginning of camp. The first year that we went, it was the first summer. And then we all decided to go to this rock quarry, which is like a, like a, exactly where you think people would go on a night off at camp and yeah. we like all there were like a group of us of like 10 of us who like kind of knew each other mm-hmm. and just like got a bunch of drinks went to this rock quarry sitting in a circle just playing like, like truth or dare like 10 fingers or just like random those kind of games yeah yeah and then there was one girl who i had like never seen before at camp had you or like maybe? i wasn't familiar. no no not really but i think it was it was um the it was very early on in camp, maybe like the first week of camp. But yeah, I wasn't. No, like, it wasn't was, that early on because Parents Day was the next day or something like that. Remember, that was a huge deal because she. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she. No, I, I I had seen her before, but I'd never talked to her. She was always in the shadows, yeah. kind of floating around like a ghost. Like I obviously could be remembering this slightly wrong, but I remember we were sitting around in a circle at a campfire in the middle of the night at a rock quarry in our night off and like all playing drinking games. And she was mm-hmm. getting so drunk. She was yeah. like gone, right? Yeah, she was, like, like could not talk. Could like not her talk. lips were like puffy and she could yeah, not speak. Like we would yeah. get to her like turn on truth or dare and she'd be like, oh, uh. <laughs> and she was like flirting with people and like trying to like lay in people's laps and just like, yeah, it was really un- responsive yes and no then, one no one was as struck as she was i mean she was i mean we were like tipsy she was like almost dead she was so drunk <laughs> and then she had to go to the bathroom and right. I think you were like don't go far right yeah because the, in the in the rock quarry we were like up on this and it wasn't a natural rock quarry it was this place where they would just were just like scooping up gravel like it <laughs> yeah. didn't exist the next summer it was just like yeah. a construction site it was a construction site maybe <laughs> yeah. oh and the next morning in the light of day we're like we're, we're this is a construction site giant like cats <laughs> yeah. and uh, 
Not like meow meow cats, but uh, uh, <laughs> like cool cats, like, like guys, like hip guys. jazz singers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, she wanted to go pee, and she was like a drunk person. Yeah, because so there is a pl- definitely a place where you could like fall off, and it was dark. Yeah. It's in the middle of the woods in Maine. And so we were like, go far enough that you have privacy, but not far enough that we can't still see like your body. Like we can tell where you are, so that right. you don't. Yeah. You're too drunk to be far away. Yeah. So she, we also didn't know. I remember knowing like or thinking, I don't know what her rules are. Like I know as a person, I don't know if she's quiet all the time. Yeah, we didn't know she this doesn't was like, like yeah. what's her deal? Or like after ten, she doesn't speak for religious yeah, reasons. Yeah. Like what her deal is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she goes and she pees, and we can always see her outline a little bit. She didn't go crazy far away. Yeah. And she, she didn't go crazy when she pees. <laughs> <laughs> she comes back maybe three minutes later. But we heard we heard a bottle smash. Oh, I did not hear that. I don't. That's not. Oh, that's, I did. That's great. Oh, I didn't. That is not part of my memory. So that's interesting to know. Yeah, I heard a bottle smash. Yeah. I just remember her walking back, like, like a dead, like a crazy monster, zombie like. Yeah, zombie like. Super yeah. quiet. Absolutely covered in blood. Yeah, like head to toe, as if someone she had taken a shower in blood. She was just like my <laughs> like her shirt was cut like just blood just her dripping face, down her yeah, face. Yeah, had these weird like marks on it. She had yeah. I'm clearly exaggerating how much blood there was in my memory, <laughs> but, I, but I remember being there so much blood that I couldn't figure out where the wound was. I was just like so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, but it was definitely on her face. Yes, and people were like, "What happened to you, Jen?" And she was unresponsive, didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, and then what? Like people were. Like obviously we were no, calling. but she did say something. Well, but it took her a while. Yeah, I remember right. for a while she didn't talk, and we were right. like begging her. We were like, "What happened?" We went back to well, where she peed. There and was like, I, there was nothing there. It was all flat. There no, was but there no was top a, off. Well, you forgot there was the bottle. Was there. I feel like we didn't find that till later. But I guess right. that's what happened. So we were like begging and begging and begging her to tell us what happened. Yeah, we were calling camp. We were like, "Should we take her back tonight?" Like, yeah, the, nurse, the camp but, counselor was like, or the head of camp was like, "Ah, let's deal with it in the morning." Yeah, and we're like, "Okay, like you guys are drunk. Let's just just put her to bed." We cleaned her off. We saw that she had like one perfect clean cut mark from like her nose to her lip Ugh. and like another one here like yeah across, across her, her nose. nose like by yeah. her eyes yeah and then she we she finally said we were like what <laughs> happened and she said um sometimes well sometimes people don't she, i wish people she, would pay attention yeah, to she's me like, i don't like being left i don't like uh feeling ignored, left out feeling being, ignored yeah or something yeah like something like but really lines. quietly she's like i don't like feeling ignored <laughs> and we're all like holy shit oh my holy god shit. i freaked the fuck out I mean, that yeah, was, it was yeah. like a horror movie because it was pitch black in this yeah. construction she was the girl thing. that no one knew <laughs> yeah no one knew her and she just went out and cut herself on her yeah. face twice because we yeah. were ignoring her but we were just skipping her turn because she was so drunk yeah and then we had to like go in a tent, clean her up and right. sleep in a tent. And I had to sleep next to her. And you, it was me and you and her and somebody else. Dave Doucette. And then she also like puked right outside the tent in the yeah. middle of the night. And yeah. did she pee herself? I think she peed herself. Yes. In the morning she was like, uh, I peed myself. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we made eye contact like, uh, we made eye contact. Yeah. Like uh, uh, this so too. <laughs> that night we basically slept in like a little bit of puke and her blood and her piss. And I remember the next morning we were driving her back to camp to see the nurse and she was like, I don't think I should drink anymore. And you said, I remember you said specifically the night you wake up in your own piss, blood and vomit is the night you like reconsider a few of your life's choices. (laughs) And she was just like, so so out of it. And I remember we took her to the camp nurse and the nurse she wanted to walk the kids were lining up for flag for, and she wanted yeah. to walk through the field to like line up for <laughs> flag to like, meet her no, kids he, and she had like cuts all over in her blood. face yeah. Yeah. so she went to the nurse and then the nurse asked her what happened and she said she fell down and then she turned yeah. to me and winked like the end of a horror movie it was so <laughs> freaky she was a weird girl and then like parents weekend was soon after and she just had like crusty cuts all over oh. her face 
<laughs> oh man. Well, and the the head girls counselor like I can't remember if it was an official conversation or if it was in passing her being like, "Hey, like what's the deal with that girl, Jen?" Oh, she also was one of those counselors. Like you and I were Strictly theater counselors. And then there are people that are strictly like soccer counselors. Yeah, I'm yeah. the swimming counselor. She was one of those counselors that was like, sometimes she does soccer. Sometimes she does baseball. Was it was like, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Miscellaneous <laughs> counselor. <laughs> oh. Oh, she was yeah, the head yeah. of miss. miss <laughs> miscellaneous. Oh, like, God. The head girls counselor pulled me aside or like, or, or like I said in passing, was like, hey, like, what's her deal? What happened? And I was like. Well, honestly, I think she smashed a bottle and cut her face with it because no one was paying attention to her. And I maybe not good to have her around. <laughs> she's kind of, but I think she's she stayed. She stayed the rest of the summer, yeah. Yeah, and people were like, "What back. happened to her face? Who knew?" And it's just like that's and everyone amazing. had to not talk about it. But then the moment I was asked, I was like, "So we were in a rock world." Like, would like happily do the whole story. I was just like, "Great, set me up for this bit of material." It was insane. It was insane. crazy. Yeah. But I remember us specifically being like, this is the best night of our life because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. like, I remember being very Extreme. aware that this was like so fun that this was happening. <laughs> so scary, but I was enjoying it so much. So I think about like the small <laughs> community that is a camp that like things so many I mean why is that like like there there are extreme yeah, yeah. things that happen it's great I love it I love yeah because so I feel like in general going back to like dating and stuff I'm very like a little bit of a prude probably goes back to what I was saying before I was like a little homophobic or like nervous at first when I came right. out and started dating but I like won't like like I definitely don't like I'm, I'm not like don't do like one night stands or anything like that so I don't I'm not like adventurous and that I'll like sleep with tons of people like really the opposite but like I would like going out on dates and it's kind of similar to why I liked going to camp I like just like the weird social situation of like why are all these people like living in the woods for two months? This will be fun <laughs> to talk to these people. Yeah. And then, like it'll be fun to like go on a bunch of dates with strangers and just like learn about them and see what it's like. And then like try different versions of my personality on different <laughs> oh, days. Like, I mean, very <laughs> psychotic, obviously, but I like to tonight. I'm army, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm army, Chris. <laughs> and not meaning that like you're in the army, but meaning that you're like wearing all green wearing and, all uh, green. and you, you point to the waiter and then point to your plate. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> oh, like, but people in the army are very polite, so never mind. Really, my different personalities were just like <laughs> not as Malibu as Chris. They weren't as they were like different, like Barbie dolls. They were more just like how often do I bring up my dead mother and how severely? <laughs> <laughs> it was just that was the scale of my personality. For, like one was like my mother's alive, and ten was just like she died at lunch. She'd be like my <laughs> date, <laughs> hold me on this date. Um, oh boy! But uh, here's a. I uh, went back to my college last night. We did mm-hmm. like an alumni improv show and um, I uh, went to, I used to work at this like movie theater. Did you stick ever go yeah. there? Yeah. There was like, an independent then. movie theater on campus that I worked at for like four years and it was like such a fun job. And I, we went back and like a lot of the people still work there, which is weird. Um, people that you went to college with? No. One guy I went to college with still works there. Like just stayed and is like at the movie theater, but it was like older people people like people in their 50s and 60s who like were the managers there Mm -hmm. still work there so that was like sort of fun and nostalgic to go back but um I don't know if I was trying to think of another dating story but like the first person I ever dated I met at the movie theater I don't know if you know this story or not I don't know if it's worth telling but it was this guy who it started off in like such a romantic gesture that I was like this is what love is. And I had literally just come out and like, it was my freshman year of college. So it was like, I came out over like spring break in like March and this was like April. And 
I was working at the movie theater. I was working the box office, and I was wearing like an extra large, like blousy maroon polo shirt that said like Regal <laughs> Entertainment Movie Theater on it or something. And this guy came up who, in my mind, like I, I don't know what he would look like now or if I'm completely inventing it, but he looked like an Abercrombie model. And I remember like finding a picture of him online and like printing it out to show other people to be like, this, this type of person asked me out. This is what someone looked like who said me. And he came up to the movie, and his name was Ryan Kelly. And already we had the same last name. And so I was like, that will be so easy when we get married. This is perfect. Did you have black hair at this time? I had black hair at this time. I had dyed black hair all through college. And And you and I had black hair at this time. Oh, yes. Yeah, you had black hair too. Um, (laughs) And he came up and he was talking for a little bit. And I really like was like new to the whole, like I didn't, I had never dated before. And I, um, like didn't understand if someone how like I wouldn't been able to recognize if someone was flirting with me, but I think obviously he was. And he was like asking about different movies for like a long time, like engaging me on the different movies. And he was like, I'm thinking of seeing blah, blah, blah movie. And I was like, oh, well, it leaves after tomorrow. So if you want to see that, I would go see that movie instead of this other movie. Right. And he was like, OK, um, I think I'll see it. He's like, can I just come back tomorrow and buy tickets? Will you be working? And I was like, I'm not working tomorrow, but obviously somebody will be here. And he's like, okay, um, I'll take two tickets for that movie tomorrow. And I sold him two tickets and then he handed back one to me and he said like, Whoa. meet me here tomorrow and we'll see the movie. Romance. And I, I think I like, I was so excited. I like, I was like, didn't understand and like wanted that moment to end right away so I could run around telling everybody that that just happened. Right. You're like, dating's not hard. It's like a movie. Everybody. Yeah, but it was, it ended so pathetically. It was just such a nothing relationship and the, I like fell in love with him for no reason. He was, he was a choreographer for the New York City Ballet in town for a couple days only. <laughs> he was like he choreographed a like ballet that was performing at like on my college campus and he was there for like only three days we so we went to the movie and he was literally there I think that day and like two more days and so then we like spent all those three days together basically nonstop. and I was and he was like older than me I think I was like 18 and he was like 24 which was just like 100 to me he was like so old and like wise and I was just like so excited (laughs) and oh god I was just like I cannot believe that he's interested in me and so we like saw a movie and like did all like cheesy holding hand things which for me was like sex because I had never done anything right and then we like hung out for like two days straight and then I remember the night before he left on his last night he had like his concert like his ballet or whatever and then was gone so the night before we like went to Laguna Beach and like spent the night in Laguna Beach and like <laughs> in retrospect, I was like, for I think for like a year, I think I told people that I had sex, and we're like, we had sex on the beach, and it was beautiful. <laughs> but we just gave each other awful dry hand jobs on the beach. Oh, on the beach, just like laying a on, hand the beach. Job on the beach, <laughs> on the like beach, terrible. and it was like a real, like it was a real delicate dance because you couldn't get any bit of sand on your hand before the hand job because yeah. it would just be like sandpaper, literally, almost literally, yeah. <laughs> and it was like not great. But I remember the next day I had decided we'd had sex and it was glorious. <laughs> it was like not true. We had like not great hand jobs on the beach and then fell asleep and like came and as the sun came up, like got up and like drove back to breakfast and then he did a show. You guys and slept then, on the beach? Mm-hmm, we like, we like gave it to their hand jobs and then fell asleep and slept on the beach for like six hours. And it was like very, I was like, it was, it was a little romantic, but then I also totally blew it up in my mind because it, it was also just hand jobs on the beach with like an almost stranger. Right. And, um, do you do him at the same time? No, I don't know. I can't. I mean, it sounds the most. It's like now that sounds like the most awful thing in the world, but I don't know. So then <laughs> like nothing really happened. And then the next day I like worked at the movie theater and then I was going to go to see his like ballet that night. And I was just like, I think 
I could make this work long distance. <laughs> it didn't make Aww. any sense. I like, I just like didn't know any better. And I was just like, I think I'm in love with him. Like this is, I really, yeah. he's just like everything I'd want. And everyone at work convinced me to make a grand gesture. This one woman no. named, this one woman, <laughs> it's so bad. This one woman named Virginia, who was um like, I'm not like 70 years old. Her name was Virginia. She's worked at the movie theaters forever. She was like, you have to make a grand gesture. And I was like, okay, Virginia, tell me what you would do. She said, buy him two dozen white roses <laughs> and give them to him after the ballet is over as like a congratulations. And so I went to the ballet oh. completely by myself <laughs> with like t- a dozen. I think I only did a dozen, a dozen white roses on my lap. And oh. it's like so worthy. <laughs> and saw him after the show. And like, it was such a bummer because he was like super nice, but like, it was like a big deal show for him. And I was like one of many people there for him and like yeah. the least important. Cause I was just some random person and I like gave him the flowers and he was very nice about it, but I could see in the eyes, the mistake. <laughs> and like, he like kind of was like kind of polite and then was like, went off to see other people and we didn't even have like a great goodbye. And it was like sort of fine, but like we, it was like yeah. before Facebook really. So we didn't like exchange any information. And I remember I went to my friend Bonnie afterwards and I like, told her all about it and I cried so hard we were standing in the parking lot that I like also purposely because I like dramatic things we were standing by her car I like cried and like slid down the side (laughs) of her car crying Like when this was, I was like genuinely crying, but then I was like, I could slide down something that'd make this better. Like I was aware I was doing it. But you did I, a Claire Danes. Yeah, and... I cried so hard. I mean, I was like destroyed for so long, and then. um that was it. Like literally never saw him again or spoke to him again. And then like two years or maybe maybe like a year later, I like lost my phone in my apartment complex. Like I, at the pool, I'd left it at the pool or something and I couldn't find it. And I got a knock on my door and someone was on my phone being like, hi, are you Chris Kelly? And I was like, yeah, there's like, I found your phone. I called someone. I like looked through and there were a lot of Kelly's. So I called one of your family members and he, um, thank oh, you so much. And I was like, who'd you call? And they were like your brother, Ryan Kelly. And I was like, and then she was like, okay, I found him. Thank you. Do you want to talk to him? No? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so moated. And oh then just never God. heard from him again. Oh. So he clearly was just like, no, I don't want to speak to him. And oh. then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's so funny. <laughs> but I really was just like, he got away. He was the love of my life. <laughs> uh, you hear that, everybody? It's not the right love of your life. He's also, not. a side note, um, I hope I'm never single again because I will totally do that. I will simulate someone picking up my phone and being like, I was just going through your <laughs> through Aaron's phone, <laughs> calling a random person. Um, hey, everybody. It's a commercial. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Uh, like I said in the intro, we are back on track. Stay tuned for a next for a next episode. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, uh, technically. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode. As always, thank you for uh, contributing to the podcast, both by following us on Twitter, and um, that's uh, at Feels Terrible, and following our Tumblr, uh, the This Feels Terrible Tumblr, both run by our our social media maven. That sounds so terrible. Uh, Caitlin Kelly. We'll call her uh, 
crazy Caitlin. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a terrible commercial, but I'm not going to redo it. Um, out of, in order to punish myself so I do them better the first time around, I'm not going to redo this commercial. Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry you have to suffer through this with me. Um, as always, thank you for uh, also uh, contributing uh, monetarily by donating to the podcast. Um, if you would like to donate to the podcast, and I hope you do, um, go to feralaudio.com and click on the donate button. If you donate $50 or more, I will send you a painting. And if you donate $10, I will send you a postcard. Um, those of you who have already donated, there are a ton of uh, paintings and postcards that are that are about to be mailed, but somehow got stuck in a part of the office where they weren't shipped. So I'm about to send out a lot more. So it's all, it's all accounted for. Everything's on its way. Soon to be um, in your in your sweet 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 little hands. Also, Feral Audio News. Um, did you guys know that this is the best network ever? Um, guess what? Uh, the fantastic Todd Berry is joining the network with uh, with his show, the Todd Berry Podcast. Uh, and uh, fun fact about that podcast, I do the intro. You can hear my voice introducing Todd Berry. Um, also, uh, please listen to the other great podcasts on this network. We're going to be doing a, a, a mega show soon with everyone from the network. More news on that later. Um, also, you can email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. Um, I've gotten a ton of really sweet emails lately, and I'm, I'm going through them one by one and thoughtfully responding as one does. Uh, yeah, that's all. Let's keep it up, everybody. We're, we're, doing a, we're doing a good thing here. We're coming up on one year, which is exciting and kind of crazy. Whoa. <laughs> Let's get back to the interview with Chris Kelly. But now you're, um, now you're in a, in a ha- happy yeah. relationship. Yeah. Where did you guys meet? Um, we met online. All right. Well, well, no, where, I don't, I don't talk, know why I said it like No, I don't want to talk about where we met because we are embarrassed that we met online. And so he, well, he, our silly. story that we tell everybody that he wants to tell everybody is that we met through mutual friends. So now the cat's out of the bag. But he's oh, nice. really? He's great. He's just like, sounds a, like a liar. He's like, he's a liar. <laughs> he's just like a normal, nice person. And he's great. There's like no real fun stories there. He's just like a normal person. How long have you guys been dating? Uh, like a year and a half. Whoa. <laughs> How long have you and Dan been dating? Like a year and a half. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> we've really figured it out. All these funny stories aside, now we've figured it out. Dan, uh, Chris and I are closing a giant book right now <laughs> yeah. with Just a big heart on it. The podcast is over. <laughs> um, what? I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's shameful to me online. I don't think it's shameful. It's just we like accidentally decided we were going to tell people mutual friends, and so now we're just like. Why not change it into like, like my foot was stuck under a a horse's foot and he came up and. (laughs) All right. We're down with that. I think we we would have been down with any option except online because it seemed like it's not bad. Like I'm not embarrassed by it. It's just like. Is it because like it doesn't seem less serendipitous? Sort of. It feels less like, well, that can't be the one because like the the one is supposed to be like you like bump into each other in the rain or something. Right. But he's like a super nice guy. And what website? Um, <laughs> fuck friend, <laughs> fuck friend dot, dot biz. Okay. <laughs> fuck friend dot biz. 
so we're a little embarrassed and we just tell people we met through friends come in my her uh, dot dot gov um, no, um okay cupid Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cupid. All right. Nice. That's good. Did you, um, uh, were you sending people a lot of messages or? No, not really. I usually would. I I wasn't like. Who sent, who sent whom? I honestly don't know. We asked, we talked about that the other day. We were like, who messaged you? And I don't remember. Well, that's nice. See, that seems magical. There you go. There's magic there. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing, uh, I was just telling someone last night at a party, um, who uh, was this very nice girl who I haven't talked to in a while was like, ah, your relationship, it seems so great. And like, I'd like to, to be in a cool relationship. And I was going to date online, but I, I don't know. I feel weird about that. I've been avoiding it actively. But I think the cool thing is that you know that everybody who is there mm-hmm. wants to date or at least wants yeah. to have sex. Like you're kind yeah. of on the same page or you're at a party, you know, you, uh, you don't know who's involved and yeah, it's inappropriate I, I, to say to someone that you're just talking to casually right away like so what's your deal yeah, you're not inappropriate I, I, but yeah I thought like I thought it was like sort of interesting and fine like I was saying that's how I like, went on like a slew of dates but yeah I don't know it was everyone was like pretty nice I mean you definitely can like weed out the crazies like there was definitely like crazy people did you ever do online dating you did a, I a when I was like, in Atlanta I went on one uh online date but it was like make friends, but he was really nice. We ended up hanging out like for a couple months. Yeah, it was, I've actually like, it was fine. I, I sort of went on there like as a social experiment just to like see what the people were like. And then it was, everyone was pretty nice. There's definitely crazy people, especially cause like an, okay did you go people. out with crazy people? No, because you can like sort of weed them out. I mean, sometimes right. you would like go on a date with them and you'd still, they would seem normal. Then you go on a date and they were normal, but just like right off the bat, you're like, no, but most of the people like I actually like he would message me, we'd talk and then I'd go on a date with like were very like nice people. It just like didn't quite click, but they were like, there's very many nice people on it, but there are so many weirdos. There was, there's all those like red flags. I'm like, yeah, like, there's always like, I felt like, cause you get like profile pictures and I feel like I would just look for normal profile pictures and it would be so hard because you would like look through some pictures and you'd be like, Oh, that's normal. Oh, he's with his family. Oh, he's just standing normal. Now he's like on the beach. Oh no, he's in a weird yoga pose and he's half naked in this one <laughs> red flag. Or just like one is just like some weird like dance photo with like gauze all around him. And you're like, I mean, I'm glad I know that now. Okay. All right. Move along, move along. Or just like the one where, you know, like people post like one shirtless photo. That's like theoretically like a joke, but it's, no shirtless photo is a joke because you still like right you're like making a kooky face but you you still want us sure. to see you shirtless you know i wonder well and i wonder if those you know what you're talking about but i wonder if those are more frequent when it's like it's a gay maybe i don't know because i guess zone. if it's not maybe it feels a little like super aggressive for, like, uh, for like a guy to do to a girl maybe well like or well like a feel it would if i if i had to wager i would say that um, a guy, a straight guy with his shirt off is more like looking for a girl that's like into, you know, cars and guys with their shirt off. So it's like a certain scene, but Got I it, feel yeah, like yeah. not every guy with his shirt off who's gay is that way. No. Yeah. 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 They're just like more like, Hey, like we're more, cool. More like, I would just be like, Oh, he's shirtless in a photo. He's going to try to have sex with me on the first date. Like that's what that was right, like, right, my right. justification. And I was like, I just want to go to dinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or there'd be like, there's also like a th- one of the questions on OkCupid okay is like 
six things you can't live without. Right. And people put just like iPod or like phone or family, which is like the normal stuff. But then some people like you'd get it would be the same thing as the picture. It would be like iPhone, like Chipotle, like family, dick. (laughs) Just right off the bat, I'm like, okay, well, can't do you. Like, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So you try to like see those red flags and then not go out with crazy people. But sometimes the crazy people still look not crazy. They True. create like a good dummy profile and then they're crazy. Yeah. Or the guy that the guy that I went out with in Atlanta, like we ended up hanging out, but like he, on his profile and in his messages, he was very he was an artist and was was very like cool and like very expressive and um, interesting and dynamic. And then when we went out to dinner, he was just like staring at the table like with somebody he could only express himself online. But then he warmed up and he was fine and cool and ended up hurting his feelings in the end. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah Shout out to Philip. <laughs> but yeah. it was like really amazing, like really cool, really cool guy. But yeah, yeah, same with me. Like I never went out with like a terrible person. It was either everyone was fine or like I had like taken advantage of the situation by getting to like, let's go out meet someone on Tuesday, then on Thursday. And then I was just like treating everybody like, like you were saying earlier, just like as like, supporting characters yeah. in my life instead of like a real human being were you did you try to be funny on your profile no i'm like the right amount you know what i mean <laughs> like the right amount like not too jokey but like yeah. the right amount i guess i don't know what was the like did you have anything on your profile that was like this is you know the, this this will tell somebody who i am or like if you had to i don't really know how to articulate this but how important was it for you to really show like strangers who you were or like did you want people to only approach you if they understood this about you or I don't know I don't I mean you have that tumor on the back of your head yeah like did you address <laughs> the tumor is what you're asking um I would just say just kidding he well, does my, not have a tumor my screen name was my mother died recently really <laughs> um no but I, I I think it was like just general I think I had a pretty like normal profile I also like didn't really like I went through a spurt of being like, this will be a fun social experiment. I will try this website, but I wasn't like someone who was on it all the time or like for a long period of time. Like I didn't like answer every question. It was like pretty just to the point and like right. sh- as enough. I like didn't want to have no information. So I'm not like a creep, but I wasn't like answering a hundred questions about your personality to find the right match. Like I didn't put that much effort into it. So it's gotcha. probably a very generic profile. Yeah. What was your, um, what was your first date like with your boyfriend? It was nice. I feel uh, the <laughs> most shy and embarrassed talking about him. I don't know why. Oh, okay. And I'm also now embarrassed talking about him after telling him that I give a handjob to someone on the beach in college, which <laughs> everyone does, but I still feel embarrassed talking about that. For some reason, I'm a prude about talking about sex, which is like, makes me a good Right now, Chris has taken a pillow and he's just, just totally covering so his tight. penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, our first date was nice. It was weird. We just um, had been talking back and forth and emailing and just kept standing each other up or not standing each other up, but like it was my first, I'd been at SNL for like a month. Mm-hmm. And so I had like, obviously like stopped dating altogether and was just like, there's no time. Like I just moved back to New York and the schedule is so crazy there that there's just like no real free time, let alone to like start dating somebody. Right. So I just like, and, but we had been emailing and I was just sort of like, sort of like, I, I just can't. And it wasn't a priority. And like, I'd been on like a slew of dates and it just, I was like, this isn't like meant to be. And like, this isn't where I'm going to like meet the one. So like, why bother right. like dating another person? Um, 
And so like we would kind of have dinner, but then I'd just be tired from like working overnight. And then he uh, would be tired from his job. And like, what does he do? He's a lawyer. So he would. Uh, <laughs> wow. You really threw that in the trash can. Well, I want to like, really feel like I I really don't want to. Like, you know, I, I don't want to like, yeah, I feel like he has like a nice respected job and I don't want to like bring him in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's like a, to he's, my dirty, dirty to podcast, your dirty, to this just gross place where I'm recording this gross <laughs> sex podcast. <laughs> this fil- no, uh, no. So we were just both like super busy and kind of kept just not working out. And then I think our, we finally got both got home from really late and I had just gotten he was like, oh, I can't meet tonight. I have like a late meeting. So then I went home and it was like midnight and uh, um, had like not slept the night before because I was at work and so I was really tired. And then he emailed me like, oh, actually, like I did get out just now if you want to get a drink. And I was like, I just got back to Brooklyn. We kind of were going back and forth and I was like, I don't really want to get out again. He's like, me either. I'm just going to like order Chinese food and watch Top Chef in my apartment. You can come over if you want and just like watch Top Chef, which seems boring. And I was like, no, that actually seems like a nice, very low-key first date. And I was like, but I don't want to like go to uh-huh. a stranger's apartment and have you kill me. And he's like, don't worry, I won't. And then I was like, that's a good enough reason for me. And so I don't know why I did, but I, I just like sort of felt like I should. I don't know why. Like, that's not really like in my personality, but I like, left my apartment at midnight and literally just ordered Chinese food and we just watched Top Chef and just like hung out on his couch and that was our first date and that was it. That's cute. But it was like very, just very low key and yeah, that's all. Nice. How do you, 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 um, with your with your hours, and I'm sure his hours are tough too. Like, how do you guys how do you guys make it work? Well, we have similarly locked long hours, so it's right. nice. So we still kind of have the same time that we're off and the same time that we're on in weird ways. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that we both have kind of like crazy hour jobs, so we like understand if like somebody had like a normal nine to five. I feel like the other one you'd it'd be easy the timing to be frustrated, would be off. but like yeah. if we both like when he has to like work late, like I totally understand what that means. So like. It's not, no one's pissed at each other. That's nice. And then it's just about finding time for the one you love, Aaron. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta <laughs> set aside those dates where it's just, turn off those phones. No. <laughs> no, we just like sit together on the couch and play words with friends with other people. <laughs> um, do you guys live together? No. No, no, no. Do you think you will? Mm-hmm. We are, yeah, we've talked about it. Oh. But we don't now. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting. Know. It's really, I mean, as somebody who lives with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know what love is until you live with your oh, wow. boyfriend. Wow. And until you painted yourself side by side <laughs> with an imaginary dog. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's dated 1998. When did you, you painted this so long ago? <laughs> oh no. It is embarrassing how big my face is on that painting. It's I'll post it. <laughs> is there like any still that goes along with this podcast? Can it be that? <laughs> We can post it on the Tumblr. That's uh, I, that's what I gave Dan for Valentine's it's, Day. It's a good painting. It's just <laughs> no, it's not. a funny. No, it's just funny lit. It's like right above your head during this whole podcast. But it's I like it. <laughs> I love that there's a dog in it that you don't own. What's the cat's name? Fiv. F I V. Like Fiv. Fiv like feline aids. Oh, because she is Fiv feline. Is it? Is that really what it is though? Feline um, is fib or no? Yeah. Feline. It's the feline immunodeficiency virus? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You guys uh, are comedians. I can tell by the cat name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cat. Dan it's and his. Nice though, because just like in case people forget. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dan and his ex-girlfriend adopted the cat from the streets because they were good people. Oh, that's nice. And they took the cat to the vet and they're like, oh, you're, the cat has AIDS and she's 12 years old. So they... Does the cat have AIDS? Yes. Oh, I thought that was just like a jokey name. No, no. She so, has AIDS. <laughs> now I'm worried that I have AIDS. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't pet her, right? on this couch. <laughs> the, so the doctor, the, the vet said she has AIDS. She's 12 years old and they didn't want to get too attached to her. So they called her Fiv, but that was eight years ago. So wow. she's, she's, I don't think she's 20. I think that when you, when you have AIDS, you're. Uh, <laughs> Tell me. When cats have AIDS, they lose their teeth. So she has no so teeth? It's hard. She has no teeth. So it's hard to tell how old a cat is without their teeth. What does she eat? She she eats uh, soft food and hard food. Can we edit this so that this story is first? <laughs> so she has AIDS. She has but AIDS. Is there a difference in cats between HIV and AIDS? So she's like full-blown AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... You know, I don't know. I know that it's, it's not as bad okay. for cats that's sad that she has aids i'm glad someone took her in that's nice does dan's <laughs> ex-girlfriend have custody like no on weekends or anything no no are you doing a bet no i'm no. asking like because carrie my friend carrie yeah her and her ex-boyfriend uh adopted a dog together and oh, he like they literally have... picks him up on the weekends and like really not every Whoa. weekend but like frequently and like has custody of him Wow, that's really interesting. I guess like no one cares about cats as much, right? Well, I don't just, think like, it's that. Bit. I think it's just like cats are. I mean, she she really comes with this house. She doesn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't walk her, like take her to a daycare. <laughs> or anything. That's nice that he adopted an AIDS cat. But yeah, I guess it was a tap that you like came in while we were in the tap class. No, um, I was. So my high school best friend was was Chris's college best friend, and she was home for like a oh, weekend yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and Chris came with her. It was the first time I had, I had met him and they were practicing. They were in a tap class yeah, yeah. together and they were practicing uh, tap dances and stuff. It was and funny. Bonnie, yeah. What? Bonnie, what? <laughs> Bonnie had a little crush on Chris. What? I was like, Oh, you know about this. No, I don't. Oh, <laughs> I did not know about this. Only fresh. It was freshman year. Uh, freshman year. And, and crush it like a more nuanced, like she, before I met you, she was like, you know, I don't know. Cause she was, she was, she was dating Daniel, yeah. obviously. But so, so like crush is, the, crush is totally the wrong word. It was a like, yeah, I feel like there's kind of an energy there. Or he has a crush on me oh, sure. or something like that. And then, and then I met you and you guys are like practicing tap dances. And, uh, I immediately was like, oh, it was, he's gay, which is shocking because I was very like, uh, it was, it was a lot less experienced in the ways of like sex and romance than Bonnie was. But then the second that you weren't around, I was like, oh no, I think he's gay. And she was very offended. She was offended. And I remember she asked, or when I came out to friends my freshman year of college, everyone was like, obviously like, oh yeah, of course that's fine. You know? And Bonnie was like, what? <laughs> Bonnie was really surprised. But I, you were my tap partner. <laughs> that doesn't track with everything we've done. The plays, the improv, the tapping. Um, uh, but uh, I remember that tap class because our we only took one tap class. So you don't learn hardly anything because it's just like beginning remedial tap. And so you just learn right. basically how to tap to the left and then to the right and then to the left. Like there's nothing. But I remember our final performance was to the song Everybody Dance Now. And so it like... <laughs> started so intensely it was just like eh, 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 oh. eh, eh, and it was just like everybody dance now and there's like tap 
tap, tap, tap. Really? We didn't even like learn how to turn. <laughs> we didn't learn how to move left to right. We didn't learn how to do anything. So it was oh, just people no. going like, click, 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 click. Like it was the most boring and like tapping, you don't move your arms. Yeah. So like our final performance was just the loudest, most raucous dance song. And then 20 people not moving performance. <laughs> it was great. I love it so much. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, and then we, not too long after that, because I was a senior in high school and I met you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I graduated and you and me and Bonnie and her boyfriend, Daniel and our other friend, Chris went on a road trip oh, to yeah, take we me up to college. Trip. We went on a yeah. road trip to San Francisco Vegas too. Didn't yeah. We yeah. Vegas? We, we went through, uh, we went through Las Vegas and then we went up to up through like Yosemite. And then went to San Francisco and dropped you off at college. Yes. Which you stayed at for even a year. <laughs> Half a year? Half a year. Half a year. Half a year. But we were in Vegas and you lost two hundred dollars to a street to a street person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those people who does like which cup is the ball under or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was sure that she knew. So you bet a hundred dollars, right? Yes. And then we're really upset. Yeah. And then he I was will... like double or nothing. And I think we conferred like, should I do this? My gut is I said no, but I must have said yes. Do this. <laughs> I think I think my guess my gut says that you said yes. Yes. Because it was it? like a greater story. And oh, I yeah, like, and yeah, I do it. it. And it was yeah. like you had no money. It was like <laughs> It was my so, graduation money. I had like my high school graduation money in my pocket and I was like, I'm gonna win some money. This is what being an adult yeah. is. It's just like winning money on the streets. <laughs> and you did double or nothing and lost again. And then I think we were even down to like keep fighting them or try to get our money back, but then the police came and chased him off and ran away and you were just yeah. like, oh, two hundred dollars. Yeah. You were real upset. Yes, I was real upset and really afraid to tell Bonnie. And we spent the rest of the night trying to break into fancy hotel pools. <laughs> yes. And then we like stole yeah. a bunch of like wine glasses from outside like a fancy suite in a hotel. Yeah, I was really ready to be alone, be on my own. And, <laughs> and we just dropped you off at college. You dropped me off at college. Oh, can we talk about... So So when we went to San Francisco, so we went on this, this big road trip... Um, which was like my first time, I think, like being on my own uh-huh. and being like out. And I remember like like a couple of things happened. Like, do you remember like we went to this is like outside of Las Vegas. I remember we all went to this. Uh, we stayed at this like motel that had like a jacuzzi or something. And I remember yeah. having everyone come in one by one so I could show them my boobs. Do you remember that? Yeah. I don't know. I like, I was just like, I have to show everybody. That's like, my general memory of the first like year or two of knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remember we also stayed at a hotel in, in San Francisco that we got in, we either got in completely or a discount because Daniel was like yes. part of the Marine Corps. Yeah. And so it was like a special like Marine hotel. And, and we were all we were staying so in one room. And so drunk. And we were all staying in one room in like one bed or two beds. There were like five of us. There was one bed and some of us were on the floor. Yeah, and we were so cuts. crammed in there. And like we turned off all the lights, I remember, but filmed night vision so that we could like have a memory of like all the fun we were having in night vision. And so it's just a bunch of us like running around screaming drunk in bed with like glowy green devil eyes because of the night yeah. vision. And I was way more drunk than you everybody else. You were so else. drunk and still so like in the phase of just like, want to see my boobs? But like the hotel staff kept coming up and being like, you guys need to stop this. Are gonna and kick on the you third out? time yeah. they were like, we are about to kick you out. They were so angry at us. And I remember they would close the door and you'd be so loud. People were like jumping at each other trying to pretend like you were having sex with I people was like, and like it was just you like the, well, yeah. you and Bonnie, and Bonnie I was like was humping like, both of but you but I remember in the night vision you can see it happen you can see Bonnie just get up and her eyes dart over to you and then you just hear 
and she just slapped you across the face yeah, so knocked hard. Yeah, knocked you to the floor. <laughs> knocked you to the floor. Yeah. Slapped well, she so said, hard. if you if you say anything else, Aaron, I'm going to hit you. And, and I was then, like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and then she just darted over and slapped you so hard in the face. And knocked so you over. hard in the face. And it was a quiet and then tons of laughter. <laughs> There's also a really funny, do you, I don't know if you know, I think you know about this. Um, we got we took a bunch of pictures of like that night of us like jumping on the bed and stuff. And the guys were like in boxers and we were all just like in pajamas and stuff. Yeah. And me and Carrie, my other friend who Carrie was there. No, Carrie no. wasn't there, but like she, Good, but we just, were calling her the whole yeah. time. Like we, and so me and Carrie were in the front row waiting for a play to start like a couple weeks later, literally as the lights were about to go down. And like, I was like, let's just look at these photos I developed. And there's a photo of Bonnie's husband, Daniel jumping on the bed. So happy. The biggest <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> But his legs are up and his like penis and one of his balls is like hanging out the bottom of his boxers. But it's like perfectly down the middle. It's like half his like dick tip and his dick and one ball. And he's just so happy and unaware that it's happening. I laughed so hard. Oh and it was like God. literally I was like, oh, my God, that's his dick. Lights went down and the play started. I was just like, I don't want to be in here. That was great. Oh, my God. I mean, speaking of I just bet, uh, speaking of mom's dying. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the part of the podcast where we uh, say wishes to our mothers oh. in heaven. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was such like a crazy. I've talked about that time in my life on the podcast before, but like that was a crazy destructive time. Not mm-hmm. a good time for me to go away to school. And then I just wait, went away to school and just like it just continued. But she passed away when you were like 16. Like it was before <laughs> I met you. Yeah, but it would have been right before. It like just happened. She, yeah, she died my senior year of high school. Oh my god, it was really right before I met. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. I thought it was like two years before or something. That's no. crazy. Yeah, right oh, before. Man. Yeah, so it was very like destructive and yeah. uh, kooky. Also, like I don't know if I have ever talked to you about like I'm sure I have like my my crazy stepmother and like oh, that whole yeah. situation. Yeah. Oh, and then it was oh. it got darker when I like left to school. Thought I had everything figured out. Oh, man. Uh, what a life. Yeah. Boy, I didn't realize that you were there that summer when I was dating that guy. Which guy? The the uh, the, the kitchen guy I was there for. The kitchen guy. Because then the other summer was the summer of that I wasn't there for. I just came for a week and it was that Adam guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. What was your, um, what was your, not to make this about me, but do I seem better? <laughs> what was your favorite moment about me? No, I guess you seem bad. Yeah. I mean, like, or not like, not that I was bad, no. but um, definitely in that very in like, relationship <laughs> is good. It's like different. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We don't see each other as much anymore though. I mean, cause we yeah. saw each other all the time cause at camp. I mean, we like live yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now we just see each other like once every six months or a year. It makes me sad. I know. I, I'd say you're my friendship with you and my friendship with my my friend Aurora are always like weird because it like I think it I don't know I I hope maybe this is maybe this is like making like justifying something or validating something and I I feel like this this is genuine that I like I always like seeing you so much that it's it's more I don't I like I call you less frequently than I do other friends because I'm like well I just want to pretend like <laughs> well it's not, it feels sort of in a like with you and a few other people where you can just kind of like pick up because we knew each other so well for so long that right. even like, not that it's great to go a long time without seeing you, but like, it's also like when we <laughs> do, it's like, Oh, I feel like it doesn't feel like weird or like, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. 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 How's so, so what is it like working at Saturday night live? Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good job. Yeah. 
what's the it's weird that i'm this weird being there it's like a weird like you get like flashes of like oh i work at this place that i've watched yeah. for years but it's fun. and and like your ultimate dream yeah it was like my dream job since i was little i would like yeah i would like in high school i would record saturday night live and then bring it into my drama class the next day and like during lunch make my friends watch it like on a tv in the drama classroom during lunch and i would like memorize sketches and perform them it was real real bad <laughs> I was like, well, and you, your first, your first work week working there, you got a sketch on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. It's fun. Do you write for particular people or do you have like, um, you do you have any like of, partners or not I partners, mean, you, you but like frequent collaborators? Yeah. I mean, you can sort of write with whoever you want because you pretty much write the show all in one night. So it's just sort of like, you're like, I'm going to write with you at four o'clock and then you and I will write at seven. Um, I write with this uh, woman named Sarah Schneider almost all the time, like pretty frequently. I'd say like three quarters of the stuff I write, we kind of like, we just, lo- we kind of started at the same time and we have similar sensibilities. I started at The Onion and she started at College Humor. So we both come from the internet a little bit and we're like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like not a, comp- yeah, I don't know. We just have like similar senses of humor and I don't know, uh, like pop culture and stuff and uh, tend to write a lot of pop culture things or things that like make fun of like parody television shows or I don't know. Um, so I like writing with her a lot and as far as cast members go, you can kind of write with whoever. I mean, everyone's so great. So it is really fun to like write a sketch and then you just have like this like whole palette of like different weird, you know, types of characters and cast members to choose from. Yeah. But I write a lot with Kate McKinnon, who is one of the newer cast members. She's great. She's She's really great. Yeah. And we knew each other before SNL. We were like, I directed one of her sketch teams and we knew each other for years. So it was like really awesome when she was, she was hired like this time last year. She started at the end of my first season. So I was obviously like super like just chomping at the bit for her to get hired. And when I knew it was like maybe going to happen, was so excited. And um, now we share an office together. So I oh, write awesome. a lot of the stuff that she does on the show just because we, we write together every week. So it's kind of fun because like we know, like I know, we know like what each other is good at and what we kind of prefer. And like I know what characters and voices she likes to do. And so it's, it's awesome. fun. And she's like super nice. She's so talented. It's a crazy. We I wrote this like sketch a couple weeks ago with Sarah. Um where it was like, it was like a weekend update character. And like that, there was like that asteroid that mm-hmm. almost hit Russia, but like didn't, but it like came yeah, really close or something. Come, yeah. And so I pitched this idea that I wrote with Sarah where it was like, she would come on weekend update as this Russian woman who like wished it had hit her to like put her out of her misery. Cause she lives in a <laughs> fucking terrible town in Russia. And she's like, I wanted it to hit me. And Seth's like, what you wanted to die. And she's like, yes, it is the worst village in the world. And it's just like, it's a very dark thing. Yeah. But I texted Kate. I was like, I think I want you to do this. Like, do you have a Russian accent? She's like, actually, I don't, it's like, I'm not really good at that. Actually. Like, I don't think I have it. Let me work on it. And like, two minutes later walked into my office and was like how's this and like did a perfect Russian accent like awesome. she literally is just like so great can do any accent like has a really good ear for impressions it's very yeah. strange it's just like a talent that I don't have and like don't understand or like I'll think like when we write together like she I, we, she and I and Sarah write the Ellen DeGeneres show impression she does oh, nice. and so like when we're writing you like tend to like talk in the voice and so there'll be a while where like she's doing her Ellen and then like I'll jump in and I'll do the Ellen impression. I'm like, I'm sounding pretty good. And then like when I do it for too long, I'm like, no, I'm just doing like a Fargo accent for no reason. Like I think that I'm like, like I start to think like, hey, I guess I can do accents. And I'm like, no, no, I can't. Oh, you know? It's like a weird talent people have. The only thing that's changed, which is like not really changed, it's just your family so excited. But it's yeah, like, it's right. funny because like they, SNL is always like, is like the only job that like all your family definitely knows what that is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like 
I feel like before I got SNL, my grandparents would be like, when are you going to be on the SNL? And like, I'm like, well, may probably never, you know, just right. numbers wise, probably not. And also I wouldn't be on it because I'm not like, I don't have characters and I'm not an actor impressions and stuff. If anything, best case scenario, I'd be a writer. Like, I'm never going to be an actor, grandma, on SNL. So there are like our other ways, like, you know, like I worked at The Onion, which I loved and it's like so my sense of humor and it was like a great job. I was there for like five years, but like grandma doesn't understand to go to like the onion.com and watch your web video. So like, right. this is the first job where like they're super excited for, I mean, they're always very, been very supportive, but like they know what SNL is. They know what that means. Um, my grandma, my grandparents live in Minnesota and they live, but they live in Palm Springs during the winters in like an RV park and cute. they are so cute. They're like in their seventies and they're so supportive and nice, but like SNL is big cause they grew up with, I mean, they know it. And, um, they text me, they just got an iPhone. Um, so they text very often. Really? Um, sometimes it's just like a P or like a, <laughs> like, like, a, like an L. Um, but like, uh, um, they text every Saturday and ask if I have any like sketches or if I have any skits on now it's sketches. My grandma knows to call them sketches. Now, oh. which is very hip of her. Any sketches very on. Cool. And, um, skits and then I'll tell her yes or no, because they go to bed before 1130, obviously. But I found this out a couple of weeks ago and it like is the, is the sweetest thing. They like go to bed at like eight when they go to bed or eight thirty, and then they set their alarm and then they like when they go to bed they start a coffee pot and then they set their alarm for eleven fifteen, and then they wake up and they have a cup of coffee and they watch until my sketch Aww. is over and then they go to bed again <laughs> and it's so sweet and also like it so makes sweet. me feel like bad if I don't have a sketch on because I know they want to watch it but it also makes me feel bad if I do have one on because they know right. they have to like do that and get up but like that's so they're cute they're very cute about it so the fan, it's like I feel like regardless of whatever job I have after SNL, even if I'm like lucky enough to do like other cool shows or movies or whatever, like I feel like SNL will still be the best job that I could have for my family because it's like yeah. the one thing that everyone knows what that is. So I feel like they'll just keep saying I'm at SNL like decades after, <laughs> but I, I don't even work there. Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> but I come across very. I think I feel like I told like 45 minutes of really unflattering stories for 45 minutes um i don't think so i think okay. you're honest i think it's flattering yeah, if people like, are honest. i treat people like garbage <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you do chris kelly everybody <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. that was the show everybody um i'd like to thank uh some people who reviewed the show on itunes thank you so much for doing that uh lauren sl alison Incredible, T. Grace Timmy, Alicia Marie Three, Regina Ann, Ajax Isabella, Doctor Andy Who, Doctor Who's on first. Oh, you guys should you guys should talk. Um, Tara, a feral fan. Oh, cool, feral fan. Um, community number one, Listola Scott, Katie for president. Uh, Makeup Pixie, Andrew Lincoln, Sirs Lars. And Vacuum Man. You guys are awesome. Um, thank you. Again, um, please uh, follow Chris Kelly on Twitter. I'm Chris Kelly. At Chris Kelly is his name. He's incredibly funny. He has a ton of followers for good reason. He's His tweets are hilarious. Um, also, he's on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live so uh, watch his, his writing on Saturday Night Live. You can follow me on Twitter at Air McGathy or the podcast on Twitter at feels terrible. Um, also I'm on the Instagram where I post pictures of my cat and my boyfriend. So check that out. 
as well. And have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday or next week. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at Geico, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility.